Greetings, welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirim Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We're now in Masachet Psachim Daf Samachei Amud Bet, about to begin our study of the sixth parak, Parak Elud Dvarim, which at least at the beginning will focus on those matters relating to the Quran Pesach that trump Isurei Shabbat. Elud Dvarim Pesach Tochenet Shabbat, Shchitato Zrikat Tamo Umichui Krevav Vaktarat Chalavav. These four things: slaughtering it. Zrikat Adam, cleaning out the insides and burning up the chalavim on the mizbeach. Aval, sliatov adachat krevav, roasting it and washing the insides. And andochinet hashabbat. Those are done Saturday night. Harkavatov hamatom ichutz latchum. This is the sticky issue: carrying it or bringing it from outside of tchum. Meaning, if you had your animal outside of the precincts of the mikdash, could you carry it? And could you even walk it if it was from outside of tchum? If you remember from the end of Masachat uh, Eruvin, Perak Yud, Mishnah Yud Gimel, we were told that you could remove a yabelet, a wart, uh, in the Mikdash, which is a mumover, and dochinet Shabbat. These things do not trump Shabbat. Rabbi Omer Dochin. So we have an essential machloket, Rabbi taking the lenient position or the stringent position, depending how you read it, and say these things do trump Shabbat. And now we're going to hear the argument, something very unusual in the corpus of the Mishnah, but we'll hear it here. Amar Rabbi Eliezer, Valo Dinhu, said Kavachomer, Ma'im Shechita Shumishum Malacha, slaughtering, it's an Av Malacha, Av Netilat Neshama, Dochet HaShabbat, nonetheless we do on Shabbat, Eilu Shem Mishum Mishvut, so, we're going to have to find a way that each one of these things is not a Doraita, carrying perhaps an Akarmalate, Tchum, if you hold Tchum in his Darabanan, and the ablative done in a way that's the Rabbanan, Lo yidchot ha-Shabbat, so certainly they should be the ha-Shabbat. Amar lo Rabbi Yoshua. So Rabbi Yoshua defends the principal position. Yom Tov Yochiach. I can disprove it to you from Yom Tov. Why? Shitum Shom Malacha, Masur Mishum Shvut. There are Malachot, we're allowed to do on Yom Tov, and yet we can't do a Shvut. We'll see what that is. Amar lo Rabbi Yezer. Mazi Yoshua. I said, what are you bringing here? Maraya Rashut L'mitzvah. You're talking about the permission to do Malacha for eating. I'm talking about the permission to do to violate a shvut for a mitzvah of the korban. So that's Rabbi Elazar Yeshua. Now Rabbi Akiva, the student, gets involved. The shiv Rabbi Akiva ve'amar. So he takes Yeshua, Yeshua's position. And he says, I'll prove it to you from the following case. Let's say a fellow became tmeimate on the seventh of Nisan, on the eighth of Nisan. So his seventh day is the fourteenth of Nisan. So on the third day and the seventh day, he gets hazaab. And then he goes to the mikvah, and that night he is tahor. However, let's say that that day came out on Shabbat, and it was the 14th of Nisan. Shemishum mitzvah, there's a mitzvah involved in allowing the to Pesach. Vimishum shvut, and there's a shvut against doing hazah on Shabbat. We'll see why. Ve'enadochat ha-Shabbat, and we still don't allow him to do it, even though it's for the purpose of a mitzvah. So Rabbi Kiva says, don't be surprised, Rabbi Eliezer, that carrying it or bringing it outside of the tchum or removing a wart, even though they're only a quote-unquote only a shvut, and they would allow him to do the mitzvah of Pesach, they still don't trump Shabbat. Amarlo Rabbi Eliezer. Nidan. Rabbi Eliezer says, that's exactly a point that I would make. I challenge your premise, which is that haza'a may not be done on Shabbat. And based on the same argument, if shechita, which is doraita, can be done, then certainly hazaat. Amar lo Rabbi Akiva. Akiva said the opposite. Ochiluf, you could end up with the opposite, which is mayim hazaat shvut shvut ena dochat ha-shabbat. 
Shechita shemushu melacha eno din shel tzichat Shabbat. You could argue the opposite way and end up doing none of it on Shabbat, including the Shechita itself. Amalu abliyezer Akiva akarta mashkatu ba Torah b'moado ben b'chovim Shabbat. He said, Akiva, my student, according to that, you are uprooting what it says in the Torah. The Torah says you have to bring Korban Pesach b'mo'ado, in its day. Meaning, whether it's weekday or Shabbat. Amar Rebbe, Haveli mo'ed la'elu k'mo'ed l'shchita. He said, good, I agree with you. That's why I'll allow l'shchita. Show me that there's a set time for removing a wart, or a set time for carrying it, and then I'll allow it. And that led to Kala Marvi Kiva, which we remember from the 19th parak of Shabbat, and this was the dispute between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yezer about about preparing on Shabbat for a Brit Milah that day by things that could have been done the day before. Rabbi Akiva said anything good been done the day before does not trump Shabbat. The Milah itself has to be done on Shabbat. And the same thing here, the Shechita has to be done on the day of the Pesach. But bringing it and removing the wart, etc., could have been done before. And it's not Docher Shabbat. All right, that's the Mishnayot. Now, Tanara Banan, we have a very famous brayta here, Halacha Zunit Almami Bnei B'teira. Bnei B'teira, which is a family uh, that for some time lived in uh, Iraq, in Nisibin, and we learned that story at the very, very first uh, sugya in our Masachet, uh, were also for a time around the end of the first century BCE, right, right before the turn of the millennium, were the heads of the Sanhedrin in Yerushalayim. And a halacha became uh, uh, an issue, and they didn't know what to answer. What was that? One time it happened that the 14th fell on Shabbat. They forgot whether or not we bring the Korban Pesach on the 14th. This, of course, is a very strange notion uh, that uh, the greatest rabbis wouldn't remember what to do when Pesach falls on Shabbat, Pesach again being the 14th. So it was suggested that perhaps this was during a period just after uh, Sadducee control over the Mikdash uh, had ended, and under Sadducee control, they would have employed their own um, uh, calendar, which if we make the connection between the calendar found at Qumran, it would mean that Pesach was always on a Tuesday and would never fall out on Shabbat. Right, possibly. In any case, this is the story. Amru, Klum Adam Pesach Shabbatim This is there anybody around who knows what the halacha is? Amru lahem, the word came out. Adam Achad Yeshalam Bavel. There's a fellow made aliyah from Bavel. Hillel Habavli Shmo. That's the famous Hillel. Sheshimeshu Shneig Dolei Adosh Talion. He was a close student of the two great leaders of the previous generation. V'yodayim Pesach Tochat Hashabatim Lav. He happens to know that halacha. Shalchu v'Karulo. It's odd that they would know that he knew the halacha, but they didn't know what the answer was. In any case. Maybe they meant he knows much. Maybe he'll know this too. They went and they sent him a message. So, do you happen to know what the story is? And he didn't give an answer, but rather he taught. There's only one Pesach a year that they violate Shabbat. We have more than 200 Pesachim a year. What's he talking about? The same word that we saw in our Mishnah, that the Pesach has to be brought in its time, is a word that's used also in the context of Korban Tamid. Now, Therefore, when the Torah says, bring the Tamid bimuado, and that means even on Shabbat, that means, by the way, you're going to bring two every Shabbat, that's over a hundred a year, plus the two animals of the Musafei Shabbat, 
So it's over 200 a year that are brought, just over the course of Shabbatot, that are brought just because the Torah said, do it on that day. The odd Kalvachomerhu. And Rabbi Hillel added, there's a Kalvachomer. The Korban Tamid clearly is brought on Shabbat. And there's no Karet involved if we don't do it. Pesach, Shanush, Karet, on Dinsh, Tochet, Shabbat. If you don't do the Korban Pesach, there's Karet involved. Certainly it should trump Shabbat. Okay, so we had both a, uh, Gzera Shava and a Kalvachomer. Miyado, Shivuhu, Barosh, Minuhu, Nasi, Aleim. So Bnei Vetera backed down and they made him the head of the Sanhedrin. He started teaching the laws of the Korban Pesach all day. And then Hillel started to harass them. The Bnei What do you think caused me to come from Bavel? Not, he had come to Bavel anyways. Meaning, how could it be that a Babylonian comes and becomes your Nasi? You were lazy. You weren't proper students of Shmaivav Talion. And uh, you were lazy about it, and therefore uh, I had to come and become your nasi. And he was harassing them for their lack of diligence. Amrulo, so they decided to get back at him, and they said, Rebbe, what happens if a fellow, now we've established that you bring the Pesach on Shabbat, what happens if a fellow forgot to bring his knife on Erev Shabbat? Can he carry it? That one I heard and I forgot. So he himself is guilty of a lack of diligence. Ella, but his answer was, Am Yisrael knows what it's doing, and therefore, if they themselves aren't Nevim, which means if they don't have a tradition on the halacha, they instinctively know what to do. And this, is, of course, is a paraphrase from Amos Zion, in which it means something very different. Lamachar, so what they see the next day? Lamachar here means later on, which means that when it came Shabbat, and Misha Pischotfle, anybody who brought a lamb, he would stick the knife into the wool. If he had a goat, he would stick it between the horns. Rama seven is kar halacha. Hillel saw what they did and remembered the halacha of Imar. That's what they indeed taught me. So Amisrael really knows what it's doing. Okay, we're going to do two things here for the rest of this piece. One is to take apart the Hillel's answer. The second is to some of the implications of his uh, interaction with Bnei B'teira. Amar Mar. Good, that's the Shabbat. How do we know that Tamid's brought on Shabbat, that that's your basis? If it's because it says in its time, and that's no better than Pesach, and that's the same question. Uh, the answer is Moado itself doesn't tell you what you need to know, which is brought any day, no matter what day it is. The answer is Olat Shabbat Shabbat When the Torah says to bring the Musaf Shabbat, which clearly is done on Shabbat, it says with the Olat Tamid. So obviously the Olat Tamid is brought on Shabbat and the Musaf is brought afterwards. Okay. So you have a clear, explicit pasuk commanding you to bring the Tamid on Shabbat. Amar Mar Viod Kalachomer. So besides the Gzera Shabbat, Hillel added the Kalvachomer. So you come to Mifrach, you could have challenged that Kalvachomer. The Korban Tamid has two things above the Pesach, which is, it's regular, it's every day. And we know Tadirut is a significant prioritizing uh, criterion in Kodshim. And Khalil, it's also an Olam that goes totally burned up to God. 
So the answer is, The answer is that the order we have in our Brighto was an edited order. The original thing he brought was first the Kalvachomer, and they challenged it, as we saw. Then he said the Gzereshava, and they accept so why did he use the, the Kavachomer at all if he had the Gzereshav Moado Moado? Ellen did who? Kamarlo, he said, So he said, look, I won't bring you the Gzereshav because you're not allowed to make one up. You have to have a tradition. You don't have that tradition. But you should agree with me about the Kavachomer. The Kavachomer is challenged, as we saw. Which is, by the way, at the end of this process, it could be the Bnei really said, both of your arguments are no good, but you have it on tradition from Shemayi Talion that it's brought, and that's exactly what we were looking for. We were not looking for your own reasoning. We are looking for your tradition. So we said at the end of the story that the, the upshot was anybody who had a lamb would stick the knife into his wool, and if it was a, a gadim, a goat, he would stick it into his horns. But now the person is actually using the Kodshim. Uh, so the answer is, Kehillel. They were following Hillel's own ruling. In Hillel's day, nobody ever was very guilty of Me'ila. Why? He would bring it into the Azara and be Makdishit, and therefore there'd be no problem of, on the way, walking it up to Shalayim, he'd lean on it or anything else would be guilty because it was Chulun. So he'll be makdishit, do smicha and shechita right away. No chance for me'ilo. Uh, but that's fine, except for the problem. You can't be makdish a korban on Shabbat. But none. We have the Mishnah in the end of Beitzah. Ain makdishin, vein marichin, vein machirin, vein magmihin, trumotu ma'asort. Kol elu biyomtov amukavachomer Shabbat. You're not allowed to be makdish an animal even on yomtov. Certainly not on Shabbat. So how can you makdish the Pesach? After you've already brought it into the Azara with the knife stuck into the wool or whatever, you can't. Therefore, you have to makdish it earlier. Therefore, you violated Avodah B'Kodshim. So the answer is, You can't be makdish an animal on Yom Tov, it's not on Shabbat. That's things that can be brought any time. But if it's something that has to be brought today, you can be makdish it. Rabbi Yochanan makdish Adam Pitzchob Shabbat Rachangato B'Yom Tov. Rabbi Yochanan said, you can be makdish a Pesach on Shabbat, Obviously, only if it's the 14th itself. You can't do it in advance. And Chagiga uh, on Yom Tov. Ah, Valoma Chamer, we got another problem. He's leading the animal. We saw this at the end of Masachat Shabbat. The answer is Mechamer Kalachayad. He would lead it kind of in an, in an indirect way. Mechamer Kalachayad Nami. There's still an Isra Drabonan to do a Malacha, or even Mechamer, which is not exactly a Malacha, to do it in an unusual way. The answer is Hainu to Kabai Mine, the Rashesh Bohetum in a Torah, the Rashfutomelefanav Lakokalachaira Makomitzumai. So that was the question that they asked. What if you have something that's permitted from the Torah, the rabbis prohibited it, can you do it in an unusual way in order to perform a mitzvah? And he said, That's what I forgot. Meaning he knew about the the solution with the wool and the and the horns, but he didn't remember if you could do that on Shabbat because of this exact problem. So now, Am Yisrael's prophetic or inherent awareness was not about the wool or the horns as a solution that everybody knew, but rather it was about whether or not that would be considered a violation of Mechamer. And the answer was, it's not, meaning it is, but it trumps, it's trumped by the mitzvah. Now we end with the piece about the uh, an analysis of the way that Hillel interacted with B'nai B'teira. 
Anybody who acts arrogantly. If he's a chacham, he loses his wisdom. If he's a navi, he loses his prophecy. How do we know that? Actually, we learn it from the story of Hillel. He started harassing them. And then, the next thing happened. And then he says, I forgot this halacha. So they are, they are crediting his own arrogance with the cause for having forgotten that halacha. We In Shirat Dvorah, she credits herself with saying, people stopped moving around and spreading out be Israel until I got up and led the war. And a little bit later, it says, she bestirs herself to sing, as if to say her nevoah is lost and she has to get it back. So the same thing that we just saw in Rob's name about arrogance, we see in Rashlokish's name about anger. If you get angry, if you're a Chacham, you lose your Chachmah, and if you're a Navi, you lose your Nevoah. Where do we see that? In Chacham, Moshe. Said from Moshe, when did Moshe get angry? So several times, but the most famous is the when the Soldiers came back from the war with Midian and they brought back the women. Moshe got angry at them. And what happens next after he says, These are the people, Bidvar, Bilam, etc.? That Elazar was the one to give the mitzvah of Hagalat Kelim and Tfilat Kelim and not Moshe, even though he quoted Moshe, of course. So Moshe must have forgotten it because otherwise he would have been the one to say it. Why did Moshe forget it? Because he got angry. That when he was brought to <coughs> to Achav, Elisha refused to talk to him or have anything to do with him, but the fact is he had brought Yehoshaphatin, the king from the south, who was a righteous king, and uh, Elisha said to the northern king, if it weren't for the fact that Yehoshaphat were here, I would not have anything to do with you. And then, when Elisha wants Nevoah, he said, get me a musician that'll play, and then he has his Nevoah, as if to say his Nevoah has left him. If somebody gets angry, even if in Hashemayim he was decreed he was going to be a great man, he gets taken down from that position. Who's Eliav? David's oldest brother. When David comes to the war and eventually gets involved and kills Goliath, and he's first nosing around the camp, he was supposed to bring food to his brothers and to the uh, general, he's nosing around the camp asking, what's the reward for somebody who kills this giant? And Eliav heard about it and he got angry at him. And it says, he got angry. And then, when Shmuel was sent to Beit Lechem to anoint a son of Yishai without being told which one, when any of the other brothers came forward, Hashem just said, that's not the one. But when Eliav came forward, Hashem said, I rejected him. What does that mean? The implication is that until now, he was really the one I was going to pick. And I rejected him because he got angry, so his anger had him lose his destiny to be a great man. This, of course, is very difficult because uh, because Shmuel's trip to Beit Lechem happened in Perak Tetzayin, and Eliav's anger was in Yud Zayin. So the two ways to interpret this. One is 
that Eliab's anger in Yerzayim reflects the fact that he's an angry person, and that's why he's been rejected. Uh, but that's not the simple read of the text. Um, if you take a look in Shmuel Aleph, Ted Zion, and Yud Zion, you will see that the sequence of things is very, very difficult, which is what led Rav Shmuel ben Chofni Gaon to argue that the events of Yud Zion really took place before Ted Zion. And this is one of his supports, uh, because that seems to follow the sequence that first Eliav got angry at David, and then later on, when one of the sons was going to be anointed, Eliav was rejected for that act of getting angry at David. Okay, we'll pick it up in the next podcast. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.